Hi everybody, Wally here making a quick intermission. Now, we have been trying to make comments on episodes a thing for ages. And we just may have found a way, may, keyword may. We found a link, so we found an app that can give us a chance to leave comments. Kind of, that's not what the app is for, but we kind of improvised in a way. So, if you want to leave a comment on this episode, follow the link in the description. And this link, you can click on it. Leave your comment, view your comment, and view other comments. And you can also interact with other people as well. It's an experiment. Not sure it's going to go down. We're going to try out this for two, three weeks. All right. So let us know how you feel about it by leaving a comment in the below, in the link below. And yeah, we'll see how it goes. Hopefully it works out well. If not, we go back to keep searching. All right. Back to your listen now. Welcome to the Yellow Peel Podcast. My name is Wale. And my name is Toby. Each week, we take on familiar dilemmas and we get problems that we all face. On the Yellow Pill, you can expect intimate conversations and provocative questions that can change the way you experience the world. So, shall we begin? Yeah, Faith, uh, I know you, you asked a lot of questions about the podcast before you came on, <laughs> um, which I like, but welcome. I feel like it's been... A long time coming um mm-hmm. because we've spoken about podcasts in different zones across time and our chats and our phone calls that we have wanting 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 a while catch-ups that go so deep um, mm-hmm. but, but, but but also like your random comments on maybe things you see on insta etc um so i'm glad to have you on board finally and be here. again i must remind you like that me and this me and this guy up there on my screen it's not that it's not that deep it's just, you know that's what I was telling Wally. I was like, Wally, I, I like thank you for inviting me to your podcast, but you guys sound so deep. Are you guys sound so, like intellectual? I don't know what I'm bringing to the table. It's not that but, deep. But Wally was like, we're just having a chat. I don't know where this conversation is gonna go, but you know what? <laughs> I'm here for it. <laughs> oh jeez. Oh, uh, I think I understand that because um oh shit, I'm gonna my laptop. Oh my god, you just boy. <laughs> all right do what you gotta do do what you gotta do <laughs> on, on the vein about the podcast i think i was talking to a friend earlier today and um the guy used the word lament as what we do on the podcast early and i'm, I'm like <laughs> lament that is that i'm like does he actually listen <laughs> no but to be fair if you look at the last couple of videos that we've sort of like posted on instagram well except like, lament means different things to different people but from what what lament means to me not not complain i don't think it's like a complaint it's just more like okay a analysis so what does of situations. Mean? wait i don't know let me my bible brain is kicking it <laughs> I, I need to check the difference. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is it? uh that's very interesting uh, feedback though maybe mm. maybe i do lament without knowing that i'm lamenting whatever lament actually means no, lament has always sounded like a like a negative thing in that no, sense negative but also like just complaining for the sake of for the sake of complaining without mm. any purpose mm. no so oh <laughs> so there's one definition says a passionate expression of grief or sorrow definitely not that the second one says a complaint um the other one says express passionate grief of, okay no he's crazy so i'm just gonna leave that <laughs> <laughs> but you know like us nigerians like we have certain words that we use for certain concepts for certain but, things the, that mean, but the yeah, words are not what they actually yeah, mean yeah, from from yeah. day one yeah 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 we try to change words sometimes but you anyways know. Um, hi, Faith. That, welcome. And that, and that example to, is Traffic Kate. But yeah, to, uh, hi, Faith. It's <laughs> <laughs> like the cute to switch. Uh, welcome to the podcast, actually. Um, Thank you. I feel like when we've talked about bringing you on board, we've, we've talked about it for a minute. Um, and 
now that I'm thinking about it, that we're actually just officially meeting like here, it feels wild because it doesn't feel that way as well. Yeah, but, yeah, um, I get what you mean. Um, yeah. Pleasure to have So, Faith, I'm curious, what's your impression about Toby, given that you've been seeing him from a distance, like all the, mm-hmm. on the he podcast? Seems, he seems like an intellectual and he seems like very, um, I don't know what words to use, but like, you know, when someone wants something done a certain way and it doesn't like, like, <laughs> deviating from like this is how it's going to be done well it's a great thing i think i think you have structure i think that's the word is it a very structured is it though (laughs) i don't know i I don't know why wally is hating yeah no i feel like i feel like you compliment wally because wally is quite (laughs) i was gonna say it's a nice but no 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 i think i think it's a great thing Thank you, thank you, thank mm-hmm. you, thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that's good. Um, I just asked that just to um for Toby to get an idea because obviously, like me and you are friends, so I, yeah. But like, mm-hmm. it's interesting for me to also see how um what what your POV would be from a distance, mm-hmm. and um yeah, I definitely agree on that. Toby has his ways of doing things that <laughs> you know, some, some some things are necessarily structured or what? structured, oh, you know, um I e relationships sometimes and and love which we're going to talk to talk about today um but fifth do you have i'm going to put you on the spot now um okay but do you have any idea why i wanted you on the podcast specifically (laughs) i have no idea no actually because we do have like you said in the beginning we do have conversations that can be quite deep and majority of the time they they kind of um they're in the relationship space so i kind of think that's why i know we talk about um yeah, we talk about relationships a lot. So I just, I just think that's why. Mm. And then obviously because I'm a vibe as well. So you, you are a vibe. I'll give it that. <laughs> to be fair. Um, <laughs> and one thing that Faith does is if Faith, yeah. if it links you up to something, whether 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 it's a song mm. or a book or a movie, mm-hmm. and you watch it, yeah, and you happen to share it. She wants, it makes she, me so happy. She, she wants the credits. <laughs> I do, I do. It makes me so happy. I'm just yeah. like, oh my God, I have good taste. And now everybody knows. Everybody that I knows. Have yeah. No, no, I get that vibe. I get that vibe. I get that vibe. I get that vibe. I almost do it. I almost do it on purpose. Like, I force, not force what I like on other people, but I want to have that experience like shared with other people as well. So tend, I tend to do that. And I ask for feedback. And I do this thing where if you share something with me, and like, I'll give you detailed feedback. Like, I have a notes folder on my phone. That whenever someone shares something with maybe an album or a movie or a series, I start, I write commentary on it and then I send it to them after I watch it or while I'm watching it to give them, just so that you know that I appreciate the recommendation and it's not just... That's really good. Yeah. And if the person says, oh, did you like it? I'm just, I'm not just giving a simple, oh, yes, it was good, but I have like detailed uh, Detailed responses. Yeah. Looks like I'm the other one out in this this scenario. Um, I'm not sure if I think about giving feedback. Actually, I, like, I think I'm owing like somebody feedback do. at the moment right now. Do I? You I do like sometimes. You, yeah, you do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like the Tinkala one, you didn't give me feedback. I just saw it on your story. That was how I knew that you liked it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, it now makes sense. Do you know what? Because he shared it with me and I'm like, interesting. Like, I didn't know Wale followed him. And I'm like, yeah. I was trying to figure out the connection because I'm like, my Jesus. No, but hold on. She didn't send me Tinkala yesterday. She sent me Tinkala like three years ago. But you, you, but you, uh, yeah, yeah. When I sent it. I know, but you, well, you've happened to share something from his podcast with me recently. So I'm not saying that exact one that she shared with you. I'm just saying Tim Keller in general, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, but I've been, jamming, I've been jamming Tim Keller like for, for, for time now. Because Faith introduced you to him or you found him on your own? I didn't find him on my own. She uh-huh, linked me exactly. up to him. So credit where credit is due. Great. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks, Faith. Um, really appreciate <laughs> Really appreciate the support. All right. Uh, what, what in, the spirit, in the spirit of Tim, Tim Keller, I think one of the things I listened to him talk about 
um, which I used to link to the today's start is um you're still talking about friendship and love in one of the episodes I was listening to you. Mm. And it spoke about how um we express, you know, relationships with people in different ways. Um they use the Greek terminology for it, I can't remember. Um, obviously sexual energy being eros, um friendship one being something and romantic one being something. Phileas, um eros, phileas, agape. Yeah. Are those the three, I think? I, I think, think so. I, I feel like there are five. Why do I feel like there are five? Maybe Anyways. five love languages and then three types and of love. And three types of love. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, w- one thing he pointed out was that amongst all of those options, um, friendship was the only one that one has to practice on a day-to-day basis, but also be intentional about. Because he said about sexual energy part of it. He's what energy. I'm just using that. <laughs> As, as my own vocabulary, mm-hmm. was something that is just there by default that we have, right? But it's given to us, um, obviously by God, but we have. But um, same with the romantic one, love ones, for, it comes from attraction, right? Um, you can just do that because, you know, you really, really want to be with somebody, etc. But friendship is the only one that you kind of have to want to do it on your regular Mm-hmm. Right, and it's it's one that I want to do without satisfying the need for any other thing, in a way, but not satisfying the need for sexual energy or, or romantic gesture, but just want to do it um, for that relationship. And it's the one whereby you have you have to willing to take burdens willingly, without again expecting, even though that might mirror itself in some romantic relationships, but. I think the message was that is the friendship element about it, mm-hmm. you know, and it spoke about how, um, okay, I'm not going to go into that in detail, but I guess my point in there is just given today's topic about this, this specific cycle of relationships where you start off as a stranger and on the happy path is stranger, you meet up, there's romance or attraction. You start dating. Happy, again, I'm saying happy path. Mm-hmm. From dating to relationship, my last six, one year or less, my last two years, whatever. And then you might then break up and then you then go back to the, the path of either going back to strangers or you want to choose friendship. But the point is that happy path itself is a strange one because whether you go from the default of strangers or you already know them, the point at which you enter the, the realm of romance, you've already unlocked the door for like X and O future. This is either going straight all the way <laughs> or, or at some point when we get to the end, if we not, when, because nobody mm-hmm. breaks up, but if we break up, then we're left with two options. Friends, which is a fake option in my opinion, as we said yesterday, <laughs> Toby. Yeah. Um, friends or strangers mm. so i guess that is what i want to unpack this entire cycle and maybe unpack it from experience but i'll try and maybe help you guys out with different questions that I'll, I'll probably make you guys pick from and i will answer them of course i'm not going to just leave the burden mm. on you too as always but i think it's an important point to talk about and i'll say why because i think talking about saying the importance of topics are important because how we act in each of these phases right it's very, very important to how the next phase happens, particularly if things don't work out. Because 
oftentimes in life, you only need one jackpot. Again, happy path of towards marriage, right? Or towards whatever the end goal is or partnership, depending on what you believe in. But every path is when you meet somebody, you're working towards something. I'm, at least I hope that is the case. <laughs> it may not be the general case, but I hope that's the case yeah. anyway. Yeah. And only you only need one person for that jackpot to happen with, right? Married or partnership. But oftentimes, a lot of us will go through several games, at least more than one, at least one. Some, some, find, some find the luck, they, they hit the jackpot from the first person they date, talk to, whatever. Some need about three, one, or five, or seven, or even ten. <sighs> ten is scary. But <laughs> <laughs> some, some go through a long journey. But the point is, in most cases, we go through a long journey before we find the one versus, versus vice versa. And yeah. if that's the case, that means we're going through many cycles where we go on the, on the journey, on the graph of joy, 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 comfort, 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 breakup, and then stranger again. And that cycle must be doing something to our brains that probably is problematic. So I guess talking about it means we need to understand how we can better navigate each of those cycles, given that the odds are against us in navigating those cycles only once because likely you meet one or more person in your life that you break up with again. But also <laughs> how you end each cycle probably helps you for the next cycle. Yeah. And, and if you leave one cycle, maybe in the best possible way, it maybe means that your next cycle can be the one or the better or the higher. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to phrase that, but I or, guess I'm trying to say. Or you could also still come back to that because there's another... There's another scenario where it ends, but then time passes and then you come back to it. But depending on how you left it, you might not be able to come back to it. Because again, yes, yeah, exactly. There's that. So that preamble I just gave is almost a short light, shed light on why this is important. Right. And let me start by asking you all. Actually, I'll ask you a question, but, but I want to say first myself. So that no, you've been talking. I, Let's talk first. You, <laughs> you answer, okay, 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 okay. So... <laughs> Obviously, in this cycle, like, the typical cycle, again, that I think exists, right, mm -hmm. is as follows. You meet somebody, right, whether it's online or whatever. Guys and girls might be different for phase two, but phase two, you chase. There's a kind of chase, right? But the mm -hmm. activities you do in that chase is different. Yeah. Right? And then if you hit the jackpot in the chase, there's that Jollywood, Hollywood, honeymoon phase where you're happy, things are lovey-dovey, et cetera. Mm -hmm. and then, Following that, there's the comfort based on you guys knowing each other a lot more deeper in your physical space, mentally and intellectually, you know what you're to do, etc. It's a lot of comfort. Now, it gets to a point where if you're going to go down the drain, it's going to be tolerant, right? So you have to begin to be tolerant of each other's shortcomings that you probably did not plan for, did not see, mm. right? Now, tolerance is the point where from there, it might then go downhill. Again, we're speaking on, on, the, on, the, on those that end up breaking up, not for those that end up in the marriage or the partnership yeah. journey. It then goes downhill. Downhill is where the fights emerge, where the shouting starts, where all the un uninterested behavior begins, or where the effort just vanishes. And then you have the breakup, right? Now, I guess my first question to you guys is, amongst these phases I've mentioned, I think it's about seven of them. Which of them do you think you struggle with a lot 
And by struggle with, I mean, like in your, probably you can use your last relationship as an example, but which ones do you think at the point where you, you look back and say, okay, maybe I could have done better there. Or maybe that was the point where it was my fault. Not about the person, but about you this time. Maybe okay. that was the point where, you know, I probably was naive or I probably was too keen. Which is why I, which is why I'm start, start, start with an example so that maybe that might set context for the question. But I think it's good um, to talk about us first before we talk about other people. Yeah. In, 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 in this case. Faith, do you want to go first? <laughs> no, you go first. That's, that's, that's the... <laughs> oh, um, uh, let's see. So from strangers to lovers to friends and maybe strangers again. I so like- I, guess, I guess I'm saying like, sorry to question, but I guess I'm yeah. saying if, for example, if you look back and you say, okay, maybe in the chase, maybe during the chase, if I was X, Y, Z, our tolerance level or comfortable level or honeymoon level would have been different. Or maybe you think your chase was good. Maybe you feel like, okay, maybe in my tolerance zone, I should have been X, Y, Z. Maybe that would not have led to you. So I just mean like, what phase of those other cycles do you think could have been your tipping point for a different outcome? Um, outcome. Yeah, so of it, I don't have too many like serious ones to reflect on. There's like only one major one. Um, and in hindsight, I would say the chase phase, um, I changed sort of like my approach to chasing a bit. Um, what I would typically do and what I felt like I was comfortable with. And by that, I mean the duration of the chase. So typically I would do... Ah, I, I know where this is going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, go on, go on, go on, exactly, go on. yeah. So typically I would, I would probably do the chase for longer. But in this particular scenario, everybody's common knowledge and whatever was like, you know, I usually take too long in the chase. So I should, you know, cut that short. So this was one of the first times where I kind of cut it short. Um, and for me, I obviously there were more like positives after that, but every time I'm reflecting, I do think that maybe that cutting it short was kind of like the points where I should have done a bit more. But for fast forwarding a bit, I also think maybe in the, I don't know what, what this falls in the steps that you outlined, Wally, but maybe in the, in the arguments phase, like when, you know, you start to have to tolerate certain things like tolerance, how, yeah, yeah tolerate in that tolerance phase. Um, I feel like obviously tolerance means like it has happened and then you're now responding to it. But I'm trying to refine mm-hmm. like when it was happening, how <clears throat> were we sort of like managing those sort of like conflict points? I don't think um, I managed them well in the sense that I think we talked about this in the previous episode where I might have let a lot of things like I might have been too understanding in that sense. Like there's one thing to be understand and there's one thing to not address things and really just sweep them under the rug. And I think I did that quite a bit. Um, and then I just kept building up where when everything now kind of like came to a point of, oh, we need to make a decision. There was just so much baggage on both sides that it just didn't make sense uh, to push forward. So, yeah. Okay, so that's interesting because what you're pointing out is two things. So one, one thing I'm pointing out, I believe, is like, obviously the chase for you, you've, you've tried to change the duration of chase, timeline of chase, mm-hmm. because you've maybe learned that the length of chase may not always um, reflect a positive remainder of steps right yeah. so if you chase for if you chase a woman for one year it doesn't guarantee that ah, okay one year of chase is a very very crafty <laughs> chase bro so that means i'm probably so, gonna get yeah. a longer reward you, yeah. you've learned that that that's not how life is but again speaking about tolerance you, you spoke about how maybe like it's possible that you show too much tolerance for things mm. i mean i'm just trying to recap is, is that what you're trying to say in that because yeah. i mean yeah, I think you that, gave re- yeah. referred to our last episode where we spoke about 
I know it's not out yet, so Faith might not have heard it, but we spoke <laughs> about, well, you spoke about how you, some things that you not bring up that you could have brought up. Yeah. That yeah. You just maybe just let them simmer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. So you can count that as maybe being too tolerant in that sense, yeah. Okay, okay, that's fair. Yeah. Faith, how about you? And maybe after you respond, maybe I should make it easier for us by going through each of these phases in depth a bit more, mm-hmm. and then we'll break it down um, each, each time. But for you, Faith, is there, is there any phase that sticks out? Yes, I think for, for me, it would be the, the I don't know, I think you spoke about some the talking phase. I think that's part the, of it. Yeah. The chase. I think I was I was just I was just naive in that in that that was that was my my own my own failure. And then I think because the person had communicated certain things and I just wasn't listening because I was just caught up in the clouds, like, okay, no, this is this is what I want. And the person was very clearly making it known, but I was just going with the flow type vibe. Mm. And then eventually I also wasn't okay, I wasn't tolerant as well in that in that sense because i was also caught up in the clouds so when the person would say things i'd be like nah you, you don't really mean it you, once you see it from my perspective you get it and i think following it through it makes so much sense of why it didn't work out and why the cycle went the way it did <laughs> but then looking back no i'm like that's just an isolated thing my my own view yeah um, from the thing but yeah yeah but you know what's funny with that i think i mean i don't want to make judgments but as a woman, it must be also different because, because the chase is pretty much dominated by the male, guy, yeah. the male guy, right? All you got to do is kind of just Respond. take information and evaluate. <laughs> Particularly yeah. if like, so obviously the chase is phase two, right? Particularly after the phase one, which is the meeting, it's kind of past the test, right? Because the meetings when you meet somebody, um, yeah. you've already seen, sense, scanned that. All, um, all these physical boxes are all right. Right, mm-hmm. so we can. I, I I can allow you to talk to me. I can allow you to <laughs> to DM me. I can allow you to call me endlessly. I can I can allow you to flirt because you welcome them in because they already fit that that part of your point of view. But I think as a woman, it must be a bit tricky because all you got to do is just evaluate information, yeah, and go what you're told, and so, sometimes actions too. Well, most of the actions too. But you're just there to evaluate, and because. Oftentimes, what you're told will determine how, you, how you're going to feel. Even if like, you already like them by how they look, but you kind of need mm-hmm. to validate that, okay, this person has sense. Again, I am, I'm actually speaking about the happy path because not everybody would think like that. Some, some women just think, oh, my man, he's cute. I don't, I don't care about all of that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to go for it. But in this, in this phase of the chase, and let's, let's just spend a bit more time on this phase, like... What does it mean to you as a woman and as a guy, Toby, in terms of chasing somebody? Do you think there's a point at which they become your, your number one priority, right? They're, they're, all, they're all you think about. You're talking to them every day. But do you think there are things in that phase that you can do differently to maybe help you in, in the next phase? So obviously, you chasing when you were 20 one and you chasing yeah. now will be different for sure right yeah so what do you think you can do or what things do you think you do at this point whereby you're hoping you don't end up with a stranger cycle all over again yeah so for me it's a bit interesting because i think even early on um say this is like early 20s when i was chasing i feel like i was also chasing very differently from i guess my peers at that time um, differently in terms of the person or no or in terms of what plan? strategy plan and priorities in in the chase right so 
where maybe people were optimizing for like just companionship and just again we're in that phase where we're free from home and now you can start to try and find your person in that sense for me i was already almost always thinking much long term which then meant i was like i was i was factoring in different things even from the early phase so for me you know the checking the physical boxes was yeah like a first step but I don't know. I, I just feel like I was definitely leaning a lot more on other things. Like number one, you know, what, what faith, like the person really, like it does, what was the person's faith and what's their sort of like perspective. So but I think yeah. you're speaking about criteria now. So I'm, I'm assuming at this point that you've already met somebody that's fit, that's, that's fitted. Fit, what's fit? What's, the, you know, what's, yeah. But, what's person of fit? Fit. I think so like, still fit. That's fit the criteria. I, I get what you mean. I get yeah. what you mean. Okay, okay. So you're saying, okay, forget about all the assessments but while you're talking to the person, right? Yeah. So like wh- when you found somebody that you want to spend time with, you like or whatever, right? Mm. Obviously, how we do that when we're 21 and now it's, diff- it's different because you've gone through the cycle many times, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because back in the day, there's some things you would, as you, as a word, you always use optimize for, <laughs> right? Yeah. While, while now there's some things that would, you wouldn't, you wouldn't optimize for. Yeah. And the only difference is because you've gone through a cycle from mating, chase, comfortable, tolerance, yeah. downhill to break up. You've gone through that more than once. Mm-hmm. So that's changed how you go through it again. Yeah. So, so how am point, I asking, my, how am my, I going through it differently? That, exactly. Um, particularly if you've already met somebody. Yeah. Honestly, I don't think it's changed that much. Maybe that's why I was telling that story because um, in, in the talking phase, I don't think my talking phase game has changed as much in the sense that I'm still optimizing for the same things and I'm still like having the same conversations. I think the big difference now is um, it doesn't feel as weird anymore because everybody should be thinking in that direction already. I think what was happening before was I was like 21 and having certain kinds of conversations and in your head, you're like, why are you bringing this up now? Like, this is... <laughs> like, <laughs> so you you're saying that back in the day, you were, you were, you were ahead of the game. Uh, it, it, it depends <laughs> on what you're defining as the game. But but technically, I think I was... Yeah, for me, I was always like thinking a couple of steps ahead. And um, one can argue that maybe that was a bit too forward. And maybe in that phase of life, there are things that I was supposed to be experiencing. Because I do think I have some gaps now in the sense that maybe I get too practical with certain kinds of conversations regardless of which and um on one hand you can say okay if you're that way then it means anybody that enjoys you in that phase and likes that is probably the person for you but sometimes it's like you know i might i be leaning on it a bit too much like yesterday i was having a conversation with my sister and she she mentioned it a bit that you know that it sounds like you tend to be very practical about things that even involve emotion sometimes, right? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and then she was sort of like trying to say that you kind of like need to balance it out a bit. Um, so maybe now I might, I don't know if I'm balancing it a lot more because I'm like, even now it feels like more, more important to optimize on those practical things and to let emotions and all of that carry through. Right? Anyways, so that's that's what I would say. I hope that response answers your question in a way. Mm-hmm. Faith, um, how about yeah. you? Um, when you're so, being chased no, now, I think like, she wants to ask a question. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to ask. I yeah. wanted to ask a question. So, when you say we're being too practical, like give me an example, just so I feel like, like, what do you mean we're being too practical in the in in the in the relationship or when you were chasing? Mm. Um. So, like, maybe in terms of like, let's see, what what are the like, where are you going to be in like one or two years? Like, where do you want to settle okay. down and things like that? Um, like. I didn't know that I like you and I'm thinking of a future with you. So for me, that is an important conversation to have. But mm-hmm. for other people, they're like, you know, it's still too early to tell. Let's just like 
continue but for me i'm like if we're not really headed in the same direction like yeah. i don't necessarily yeah. want to be having because yeah that, that's kind of like one example but also yeah. you know the thing about you know faith and and all of that is that oh now that i'm saying faith because your faith is like <laughs> but i think everyone gets what i mean but like just personal yeah, belief, yeah. beliefs and things like that um i think for some people obviously people do this thing where they're like people are not set in stone so you can't people can change but I find it hard to like rely on that change as a reason to like, Oh, because there's a potential for change, then I'll now still just continue. So for me, there are just certain things that need to be a bit yeah. defined early on. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so that, that's what I mean by I that. I think the practicality thing just also involves as a human being taking. So if you make a list of things that will make a relationship work, mm-hmm. if there's 10 things on that list. I mean, for you anyway, Mm-hmm. You would also add your feelings as a thing on that list. Exactly. As opposed to, uh-huh, as opposed yeah. to your feelings being everything. And then you now start looking for, and then, the, and then start uh-huh. looking for what, if that makes sense. So, that, that so that's, yeah, so that's the way I, I, I think, um, explains to this practicality. Mm. And yeah. Just, yeah. Just taking that as part of every other factor. Mm. Yeah. And, and I was, I was wondering what, what Toby said as well. And I resonate with that a lot. And I don't know if it's because of the faith elements necessarily, because obviously growing up in the church for so long, whenever I hear conversations about relationships, it's always leading to marriage. So it automatically like mm. brings in the practical questions that I have to ask. Mm-hmm. So at 21, I see this guy that I like and I'm like, okay, cool. Is he going to be a good husband? But at 21, <laughs> is he going to be a good, do you get like, yeah. I'm asking myself questions like that because I've, and I, I realized this about myself like a couple of days ago. no, a couple of months ago actually and I, I think the reason why it didn't like the other situation that I was in I feel like I was too intense but think, I think I was too intense because I was asking the practical mm-hmm. questions mm-hmm. and the guy was a bit like taken about like okay we're just trying to figure out things calm down <laughs> and 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 I don't know if that stems from I think it does actually stems from me not wanting to waste my time because every relationship I'm entering to should That's end up in marriage yeah. so I 100% get the practical thing that you're saying yeah. and I've had to learn to calm down like is that you okay, <laughs> is that yes, you okay? Yeah. honestly I think I don't think you've been intense I think if anything women have to be more practical than men mm. because you have a lot more mm. to lose mm. Mm. true yeah. you have a lot more to lose sure. because we spoke about this faith like a man can just wake up and just say, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm going I'm somewhere ready. else. Yeah. <laughs> or I am ready, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we don't have the clock with us. We don't have the cost of um, pregnancy involved. We don't have the societal pressure. Like those three are big things that we don't have to contend with. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. the clock, pregnancy costs, and societal pressure. Mm-hmm. You know? So we don't have those things in working with us. And those are big three huge things. So I think practicality is actually something that I think if you're as a woman if you have that that's 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 no i get much, that at this yeah. age i get that a lot more but not when i was 19 20 21 because i was still young i think it's only because the audience at that point which is which is, which is other 19 year 20 year old boys yeah anything about practicality practice what's practi- practicality that they know is just practicing football or, <laughs> or, 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 or some of that thing but it's mm. not really about mm. thinking to when i when i was 21 and when i a good example, I think when I was 21 was when, when, was when I broke up, when I had broke up my f- first breakup. And, and I don't talk about that too much because we're going to break up later. But looking back at that now, I understand why the breakup happened because <laughs> it makes so much sense because the things that I was not thinking about or not, up, uh, I even said optimizing, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the things that I was thinking about or things that I wasn't being intentional about, the things yeah. that, Clearly, if I did, would have changed the relationship structure. But I just didn't see it. It didn't come to my head 
mm. as even something as simple as okay, you've had a disagreement, or she's, or she's made she's made a point of something that she wants to improve, mm. and I don't sit back and think strategically of okay, how can I meet this point, even though it's a valid point. I was like, oh, okay, fine, mm. because you're just not thinking that long term. I guess maybe that's just it. Yeah. Um. But just to bring us back so that we don't lose faith on this on this platform following. Yeah. Yeah. Given what you've experienced now on phase two of the chase, what yeah. would you look out for differently when you meet a guy or a guy meets you and he's treating you as your number one priority, he's talking to you, whatever. What are the things that you're looking out for now in this particular chase period that before you probably were not hmm. thinking about? Hmm. Um, I, to be honest, it's okay. you said I'm his number one priority, which is fine but the intentionality is one and again if actions match words um that's two and but then for me i'll be a lot more hmm, would i be actually i don't know because i want to say because in the last one i wasn't very tolerant i'm gonna say i'm gonna be more tolerant here but i'm just saying this is the talking stage i don't think it's a good place for you to be tolerant <laughs> so I, would, exactly like. I, don't, I don't know if i would say i'd be tolerant <laughs> at that stage oh, um yeah, I, I, don't, I feel like I just, I watch out for words I, because faith is also important to me. So there are like certain criteria and check marks. And because I'm 25 now, and if I'm in a relationship, it has to be heading somewhere. Mm-hmm. So also that mentality of are we heading in the same direction? Yeah. That's one. That's mm-hmm. that's a huge one as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's move on to, Toby, I don't know if you have a comment, but just let me know. Let's move on to the yeah. honeymoon phase. And the honeymoon phase is an interesting phase because like, it's one of the, probably the best phases you can be in and when it comes to the cycle of stranger to stranger, right? And I, w- I want to emphasize again for anybody listening who came in late is we're emphasizing on a phase between, on a cycle of relationships that exist today where you start as a stranger, you meet somebody, you go through these several phases, you break up and they become strangers again, right? So that's pretty much the cycle we're trying to break down. I'm trying to break down also how we can evolve that cycle given that we've experienced that cycle. Mm-hmm. Right now, in this same cycle, phase three is the honeymoon phase. This is the beautiful phase, right? Where they're already yours, right? They're already yours. You have, there's no ambiguity anymore. You can fully express yourself, your affection, your love, your like, whatever to each other. The dream has come true, right? Uh, do you know what I'm laughing? I, uh, sorry to interject. I'm just realizing that um, this phase that you're describing, where you're putting it in the, in the journey, if, if is, we're. Is, is it different? Not that it's different. I'm just saying, like, if we're talking specifically about what you're putting in right now, like, oh, the person is now yours. I have the last time I experienced that was kind of quite a minute ago. So as you're just talking, that's what, <laughs> that's what that's what that's what I was going to say as well. That's what I was going to say as well. In terms of even even, even though this phase is real, it just shows how I haven't experienced this phase in a in minute. A minute, yeah, yeah, in a minute because my last relationship was long distance, and even though I was in the, even though technically I was in this phase. I couldn't enact the the script of this phase because it was long distance. Mm, mm, mm. All right. So technically, I haven't been in this honeymoon phase in a minute. In a minute. Like, as we were talking about, it just sounded strange to me. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and guys, this is not, it's not sad or whatever. I'm just saying, it's just one of those things. But finish your points only. I just... No, I just, I just going to ask, like, yeah. do you remember what that felt like? And if you do remember what that felt like, is that something you want to feel again mm. now or, or are you going to take practicality a lot more into your honeymoon phase too and maybe uh, faith like what do you think about this honeymoon phase have you yeah. ever thought about it even though like your last one did your last one ever get to this phase 
So it did, but it wasn't defined. Like the emotions were there, but the definition of what exactly mm-hmm. we were wasn't. Mm-hmm. So yes, I have felt this that honeymoon phase, but there was always this like dark shadow of well, it's not very defined. Anybody mm-hmm. can walk up and leave. Mm-hmm. So yes, I have felt that. I felt that. So moving into my honeymoon phase now, it has to be defined. Yes, we have to define things. Exactly. <laughs> so what kind of girl do you think you'll be in that like honeymoon phase when when you when oh you God. finally have somebody who you think is your person? Yeah. Can I can I be honest? This is probably very cringe, but I feel like when I I'm in that honeymoon phase, I tend to mummy, and it's so cringe. Because oh, it's don't mummy! It's I I'm being serious. I like to. Oh, it's so I, I want to vomit as I'm saying. Wait, but I want define to care. define mummy. Exactly. Let's define yeah. Like I just want to care for the person. I want to make sure the person is good. I want to make sure the person is fine. I just want to like. Oh well, have you had something today? Do you? Is, I'm even cringing as I'm saying it. <laughs> because it's not. It's, I like no, no. But I thought about this today. I'm thinking back as well to the other world. I just was just like, mm, yeah, mommy, like, like okay, nurturing. I think is more the word. Mm. I don't know. If, yeah, I think I guess. Yeah. Where do you think that comes from? Maybe because I'm the first thing that came to my mind is maybe because I'm the first out of four girls and growing up I had to not like I took care of them, but like there was that element of me looking after my younger ones, mm. and that was how I showed that I can. Also because I receive words of affirmation but i give acts of service that's my love language that i give so mm. i think it just kind of plays into that uh, as I, well i didn't even know we had love language that we actually give are you that's the point think, that's, yeah. the, that's the whole point no no no, 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 no i thought i thought love language was just like re- receiving only you re- no you re- yeah no well technically yes but ah, it's, interesting. It's, it's, it's a it's a two-sided coin right i never yeah, actually yeah. thought about that yeah. this is a groundbreaking yeah. stuff and, and it's not always the same <laughs> so what you would same. receive is not necessarily what you would give yeah this is groundbreaking stuff <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, you know, but as you're talking about this cringe thing as well, I think um, depending on where you place the honeymoon phase, and like I said, maybe I'll use the same category that you talked about, which is like an undefined phase in its own kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think slightly, I tend to get, um, I guess, too committed or too in my head or in my feelings about when there's a connection somewhere. Um, which is why I have people like Wale in my life that I can like play out the scenario to and then they can sort of like point out yeah. where I'm really like unnecessarily stressing about things. But if I like someone and I feel like there's a vibe and the baseline checkboxes are there, in my head, I'm just already thinking like five steps ahead and trying to be that person for them. But I remember the last time where I was in something that it was potentially getting into more. Um I feel like I started to feel a lot of pressure in the sense that like the honeymoon phase now didn't feel like something that was naturally coming. It felt like something that I felt like, okay, this is the next phase. So these are the things you should be doing Ah. in this phase. Right. And I think that was when I just stopped and I'm like, okay, cool. What's going on here? Because you genuinely like this person. You genuinely like want to explore something more, but what is this hesitation or this thing that just, yeah, that feels that it's not genuine at the moment. It's like, what is that? Um, but yeah, but but in terms of like the honeymoon phase, I think I definitely tend to be what I'm going to change, what I feel like I'm changing now is to mix it with a bit of I won't say to dilute it, but just to not overwhelm people with with that sort of like attention. Um, but but see what this think, this is what's funny. Sorry, first yeah. go. And then okay, sorry, it's also but what you've said, I think it might just be on the person that's receiving it, because I've heard people that actually work on that, and it depends on what you mean by overwhelming them with you know mm. being so forthcoming mm. i feel like some people can handle it and others can't yeah depending on who Fairs. they are and their backgrounds Fairs. yeah Fairs. so i, I just Fairs. yeah it may not be a you thing completely mm. i think it's also just depending point. on how the person receives it mm. as well i was also gonna say like this is why this conscience is important because 
also talking about this cycle, which we often go through more than once in life, mm. shows how each one we go through changes yeah. how we act in the Influences. next one. Yeah, quite a lot. And, the, a the, lot. and why that is problematic is the person you go through one with, cycle it's one, it's not the yeah. same person as the person you go through yeah. cycle two with. Mm. And, and you're according for cycle one, yeah. and, how you, and, how you, and how you fix that algorithm, you can't be sure whether the algorithm will work for person number two. Mm-hmm. And yeah. maybe you then mess up person number two, cycle <laughs> number two. Using... And then you then go back and look at the black, but I'm like, damn. <laughs> but for Shade and for, and for Jane, I was X and Y. Mm. So, so when I make so when I meet Sarah, do I be X and Y or do I do X plus Y or do I do Z? <laughs> but also, like, should we, should we even be maintaining having these calculations? Because one can argue that, oh, just be yourself. But yourself mm. is yourself that is expressed that, that sorry, not expressed, that is also generated through your experiences with other people. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, what is the self I am being? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, 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 it's almost like two moving targets, like trying to lock on or whatever and it's yeah it's just problematic which is why back in the days family introductions and just me i feel like so I was, <laughs> no honestly so, so I, I feel like this is also a problem of how we're you know partnering up these days because before like obviously smaller pool to choose from but it was almost a thing of okay like here's somebody and then almost like you have a block and just like a sculptor you're then chipping away at it to then arrive at a form so you're working on that block but i feel like right now um, we have more variety and you can sign, kind of like choose what block you want to start from. Do you want like a full block or do you want one that has already like been chipped up in a certain way and do you want one that your tools work for or do you want to be able to buy tools to do it? So I feel like that sort of like degree of variety is also what's playing a big factor here because like right now you're thinking, okay, if you meet this person and yeah, they check one box and two boxes and then the third one, you're not super sure. Do you want to wait to find out or do you just want to like move on and find someone that checks those yeah, boxes yeah. and then yeah. all of that? Because um, that, that's what I feel is going on. And again, it's the thing about one person might be sure, but the other person isn't. Do you wait? Do you, how do you then get into that place where you're both sure? And it's just all of that. And half the time particularly if that's not where your focus lies and if you have the option to you kind of like just put that aside and focus on what is pretty much clearer to you and mm. um hope that like something comes about but there's a thing about not actively you know doing things to change that and then results just being the same so yeah um and yeah. i'm thinking that like if you do your due diligence during the talking stage you'd have a good idea of who the person is and if they, and what they like and what mm. they don't like and their personalities depending on how long that talking stage lasts but so in my mind i'm mm. thinking well if i did my due diligence or if a guy does due diligence to know okay i did i said this i asked her questions because i feel like if we get our heads caught up in the clouds during the talking stage and it's so emotional we miss out on a lot of things and that could be a cause or a reason why certain things don't play out the way they should during other phases this mm-hmm. is your due diligence and i know certain things will come out during other phases but i feel like there's a good amount of information you can get to know the right way to apply love to someone in the talking phase mm, or mm, the discovery mm. phase Absolutely. per se Absolutely. that helps a lot yeah yeah, yeah. and it's also obviously the way you apply it and yeah just based on the person that you know yeah so mm. with that in mind with that idea of due diligence do you think there come due diligence in the honeymoon phase that can affect the relationship like the rest of it or rather even maybe stage four which is the comfortable phase so you know, as we're talking, I remember this book that I just recently read, uh, which is How to Avoid Falling in Love with a Jerk. And um, it's, it's, it's why it, like, so it mentioned this thing about obviously the talking phase or the getting to know someone phase, the no phase pretty much. And the point was that, you know, a lot of people rush that phase 
um, and let it get affected by a bunch of other things, which make then makes it to, makes it difficult to really adequately assess those situations to then know, okay, does this make sense to move forward? Do you get what I mean? So, yeah. um, they the guy the guy gave it based on research and whatnot as like anything three months like once you get to that three month mark as long as you've been actively involved in that three months and get to know the person you have enough information to kind of like decide what to move to the next step not saying that it's going to be sure um but you just have enough information to move on so um i feel like i've lost the initial thought yeah yeah yeah. no no, you're following um so let's go to stage four now stage four is where you know we get comfortable right Mm. with with the other person um, because as we said, we know them better now. We know their ins and outs. We know their routines. We know how they think. We know what they like to have for breakfast. We know a bit about their family. You know, we know that when we chew with our mouths open or closed, they already know that. So, 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 <laughs> it, so we don't have to hide it as we did on date number one. You know, we know all these things, right? And I think comfort stage is where you can maybe get closer or you can take things for granted, mm. right? And it could be like the the very slight little things where, you know, you might maybe not do something that you should do in stage three, honeymoon phase or, or, or stage two, the chase. It could be that maybe she, um, you call her or she calls you, or maybe she's watching to you like, ah, yeah, I'll call her back. I'll call him back. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think bottom line is that com- the comfort phase, somebody stops trying as much as they did in chase and honeymoon. Yeah. Right. Somebody, somebody, whether it's from 10 to 9, whatever level it is, there's a drop in effort um, from one party in that comfort phase, either knowingly yeah. again or unknowingly. Yeah. Now, I guess, again, I'm going to ask in this comfort phase, what do you think about who you might be in this phase or who you have been in this phase? So before we dive into that, it's like, you know, this idea of chase as well, and, you know, it's good that we have faith here, just I'm trying to understand another perspective, because I think it makes sense, or you can think or explain how the person that does the chasing um, might have been doing it at a level 10, and then when they get into the relationship, where technically is the point where the chase should stop, naturally, that 10 becomes like a 9 or 8 or a 7. Right? Yeah. Um, and because at that point in time, the person that was being chased is like the, the brain almost makes it seem as if, okay, now that's the person's turn to <laughs> start to like return the chase in that sense. Um, so I feel like there's a factor in that, which means that the person that was doing the chasing initially is more likely to sort of like, like just yeah. breathe a sigh of relief, right? You've done the chasing, you've grafted as much and you've gotten this person. Like the natural tendency is to slow down, like not to start to now double up on, I guess those exact same things. Mm. I think, I think maybe the other thing as well is that people know mm, this is just unlocking thing in my head now. Yeah, write it down <laughs> so you don't forget. Never finish the point. Exactly. <laughs> but you know, the other thing I was going to follow up with that is that, you know, maybe there's also a conversation to be had about people understanding how the chase changes. Right. So because one thing you hear people say is like, oh, when we were dating or when you were chasing after me, you used to send me flowers and whatnot. So it's like, does it have to continue in that exact same form? For mm-hmm. you to feel like the person still is giving you that energy because 
just because I don't buy you flowers doesn't mean I'm not doing something else that can account to, to that, yeah, yeah, you understand that can account, can account yeah. for like giving them the same feeling. So I think that's another thing as well, because people always seem to hyper focus on the fact that you were doing X and you're no longer doing X. So it means you don't feel X anymore. And it's like, yeah, like, yeah, I was calling you like every day because I wanted to get to know you better and things like that. So now I call you like, I don't know. The calling one is a very bad example and illustration to use because you should, I don't know about that bit, but I don't know. My, the conversation I'm just saying and the part that we should mention is the fact that how the chase evolves, you know, what the chase looks like in the different phases is very different, but people seem to optimize on doing the exact same things you were doing before. Things, yeah. No, but, yeah. The, no, but the chase, sorry, 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 Faith, but the chase ends at the honeymoon because at, at that point, you're no more chasing, technically. Like, two of you are now agree that this is gonna fifth go on go on go on yeah <laughs> no 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 i think that's that's a good point i was, I was trying to pinpoint where the, where the chase ended but to go them um, to say um about toby's point i think that's a really good really good one as well and mm. um, i can understand both side of, sides of the coin where the guy's like okay I, I have the girl now i don't have to put in as much intensity mm. but at the same time from a woman's perspective there's some sort of um i don't know if, if it's security and consistency Mm. where I know that if he's been keeping this consistency up, he means what he's saying. And there's also some sort of like um, 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 nostalgic effects of like, okay, maybe years down in the line when you're now in the comfortable stage, he reminds you of how he used to be before, that he kind of plays into the emotions and gets things like sweets into the relationship, I would say. Mm. So I think, I think it's just, I, I can understand both sides. And I think both people need to be understanding of themselves. But I think consistency is something that can actually sweeten the relationship. And it may not Fair. be asked it was before mm. but it can be it can definitely be the so how do you similar. think you might be in this comfortable phase do you think you might be a girl a woman rather who i don't know like do you think this is the phase where you let your guard down and and like you just become who you are behind closed doors with this person or do you think that happens for you a bit later like how much you've been in this comfortable phase do you reckon how much i've been in this comfortable phase <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. Let me think about it because I've, I've never been in the honeymoon, like the, <laughs> consistently in the honeymoon phase. Yeah. So I've never really let my guard down before to actually answer that question. But let me think about it for and a but minute. What I, was, and what I was going to say earlier was that I think I might have figured out why the comfortable phase, maybe may a phase, why it goes left or goes, or why it may not be a phase that people take for granted mm. or people doesn't make people get. Um, towards a better relationship because doing doing the chase right and here, let me know if I'm, I'm absolutely crazy for this thought but doing the, for this theory but doing the chase right as whether you're a guy or a girl whatever it is whether you're the chaser or the recipient of the chase doing the chase you're moving towards something you have an aim right mm. and the aim is there's an aim there that defines your chase and the aim is that this person becomes not, no more a stranger, but my lover or my, my girlfriend or somebody. There's, there's an, there's, there is an aim. We're moving mm -hmm. towards something. Yep. And in that pursuit of that aim, right? Now, this is as the pursuer. This is as a chaser. In that pursuit of that aim, you are doing everything with intention, right? From, what you, from, from when you call, from when you plan a date, from when you call a cab in advance, from when you text if you see she's, she's home, from when you tell her a story about your childhood, you're doing things with attention because you want to keep this girl to get to know you. You want to show her that you're, you're good for her. You want her to know that she's the best for you. 
And now as the girl, when you're being chased, it's still a journey in some way because you want to find out whether this chase is for real. You want to know whether this guy is somebody who can keep his word. You want to know there's still a journey in that chase. Mm. Now the comfort is different, right? Because you already have them, right? You're not together. Mm. You're now mm. boyfriend, girlfriend. Now I think, here's my working theory. I think the comfort is bad when you're in a comfort phase, but there's no aim there. And the difference is you can be comfortable, but there should still be an aim about which you both are now moving towards. Mm-hmm. That is already, that is also known to you both. That we're moving mm-hmm. towards something. So that despite that comfort, right, despite that moment where you might burp in the kitchen when she's there, you know that in this relationship, we are moving towards something that is bigger than what I was chasing before. Mm. but it's still a journey but at this point we're not moving towards yeah. it together and in that way the comfort doesn't feel like you take anything for granted because taking things for granted means you're, yeah, that journey is it's over like, it's yeah. over mm. Yeah. Mm. so yeah. I think the difference and maybe, maybe it's another question but I think when you're in the comfortable phase maybe what I'll think about because again I like to I don't like to give advice right I like to think <laughs> about, talk about what I might do or think, or think. oh gosh would be yeah. that when you get comfortable, it's okay. It's natural. Mm. But what brings you closer is the fact that there's still that consensus that we both know. It's not imagined consensus. It's not as if you think you assume it. No, yeah. we both know that this is where we want to be in X, Y, Z years. Right? Mm. So this comfort that we're going through, we would not take it for granted, even though, mm. even though we're naturally comfortable because we know each other a lot more. Yeah. This Absolutely. is what I thought about. What do you think? Faith, let me let you. <laughs> Go for it. I think it makes perfect sense. I think it makes perfect sense. I'm, I was trying to think of what that, um, if you say you're working towards a goal, what, what so when you say be, that, I'm trying yeah. to think of what a goal could be mm. to say, okay, this is what we're working towards. Is it to, yeah, I'm just trying to think about that because it will then give a bit more help. Yeah, to I, I, I mean, the, the, the aim, the goal has to be something bigger than where you are now. So mm. it could okay. be to see how as both flawed human beings, how can we build something together that would work towards a potential partnership in the future in two years? But chill. So, because right. like, I feel like this comfort phase also still comes in on the, like after you say get married, because I think the way you're putting it in the comfort zone, the getting to like the end goal is kind of like to make the togetherness permanent by getting entering into marriage. Right. Is that what you're saying? I might be saying that to be fair. Now that I think about it. Yeah, because for me, like that's the other thing. So and I I think this also boils down to sort of like how when we're looking at things in in online, just just in life in general, things are obviously so abstracted. And for the purposes of communicating, you need to abstract a bit and just communicate things. So for people, the flow is talking, get to know, boyfriend, girlfriend, marriage, kids, and you know, forever together. But it's like in between those phases and even within those phases itself, there's still like other things going on, but we just package it together as, you know, that's yep. what that phase is. So I feel like um, the challenge really with the getting comfortable is that a lot of people then stop at that covering or the category title of that thing. So once I'm talking to someone and once we're already talking and once we get to the relationship phase, it's like there's then a... Like, if you know, like, we can't get married now. So you kind of, like, pause mm-hmm. at that stage and you're, 
going through the motions until the marriage thing comes. But the truth of the matter is that between the getting to between the comfort phase and the marriage phase, there's still like other mini missions in between that you kind of like need to be going through. Like, yeah, but yeah, but even though there are mini missions, first let yeah. me know, let me know what you think as well. Yeah. What what is then the aim of of being together in in when you're in, comfortable already? Because because mm. technically you've already if it's a, if it's a, if it's a game you're playing you've already yeah. finished the game yeah you've already, you've already yeah. finished the game you're already together right so what's then the next step there has to be something there has, Wait, there has to be something right? you know what's strengthening the relationship isn't it like what? just deepening it yeah i was gonna say just strengthening or deepening the relationship with okay but strengthening it for what Wait, are we talking about? Are we? Are, are they married now or they're not? No, married? no, 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 no. They're, they're not married, right? Oh, okay. they're not married. They're, they're okay. strengthening for marriage, right? For so, marriage, yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, so, yeah. oh, so you're speaking uh-huh. about when they when they're yeah. married. There's, there's many missions. Oh, yeah, they're married. Yeah. Exactly, because I'm saying like oh, they, it's very clear that like even if you're comfortable in a relationship, then there's still something you're working towards, which is. You know, oh, so you, yeah. oh, so you're speaking about when they're married. Yeah. What they then working towards? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Man, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but then for this for this one, if what they're if they're my way, they're working towards. Yeah. I think there's a, there's a there's a satisfaction that comes with knowing someone deeply, and the deeper you know someone and feel comfortable, the mm-hmm. more satisfied you get, and the I say pleasure it, it increases. Mm-hmm. I think there's an innate desire for every human being to be known and be loved. So yeah. I think that knowing takes time progressively. So I think in marriage and even before marriage, to be honest, as you begin to deepen that knowledge and intimacy, increases some sort of pleasure. So I can understand how that is a desire. Yeah, that comfortability is a desire. Thinking about it, I think maybe it's also about managing managing the suffering that life brings. Also, yeah, yeah, and and also the fact that if you think about, even the Bible says that the two become one. Just if you think about yourself as a person. Um, you've known yourself for what twenty-seven years or whatever, and you're still growing older. And there are desires that you still continue to have. So I like yeah. to think about it is that once you're married, it's like yes, there's you in a way, but there's now this new entity, and this new entity yeah. is now like the, the desires are no longer separate. It's now like okay, as this new entity, what are the things that we want to do? Right, where oh, where, where an individual wakes up and says, okay, in twenty twenty-three, I want to start going to the gym to fix my health or do things. Now in the new entity as Mr. and Mrs., what are we doing in this year? Like, you understand? So I feel like maybe that's what then, you know, becomes the, I guess, side missions of what you're you're building towards is that you're now growing this new entity to just as you're growing in life, you're kind of trying to improve that is what I would say. Okay, well, back to our cycle where people do not make it to marriage, Uh, but faith. um, Yeah, Yeah, I was going to say, so with this cycle, in the moment we're talking about the honeymoon phase, were they together? Because in my mind, they were were boyfriend and girlfriend, but... Yeah, so in the honeymoon phase, yeah, they were boyfriend and girlfriend. Boyfriend and girlfriend, okay. The marriage came in when we're talking about what you're working towards when you're already comfortable. comfortable. Got it, got it. Right. So let's move on to the, to the phase of tolerance and downhill just together. So tolerance, you begin to tolerate. Again, this is a phase where, typical phase of something that leads to a breakup. Mm. Tolerance, you begin to tolerate each other. Probably the shortcomings that, begin, that, that you stop making effort for. Things that you realize like, oh my God, I can't deal with this anymore. <laughs> um, and downhill phase is where things just begin to mount up and mount up. So mm. the effort you normally use, use, effort you normally exert to make things work goes away the arguments triple the shouting triple the problem these little problems become magnified and nothing gets solved um Mm -hmm. what do you think about this phase of the i mean in your experience um because i know again even if you face even if you skip the comfortable phase you've definitely experienced tolerance and downhill 
Mm. Or, yeah. or at least one of them. I have, and Toby, you definitely have as well. <laughs> it um, <laughs> I know you do it that way. I know, I know. No, <laughs> <more> like, <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, carry on, carry on, carry on. Ah, oh, jeez. Um, yeah. But yeah, what do you guys think about this Thorans and Downhill phase? phase? Um, do not recommend, pretty much. Uh, 100%. How, it's how, <laughs> so obviously, I, I can't ask you how you how you manage it in, in the future because then we're not hoping you get there. Mm. Um, but how, looking back, what did you learn from that phase when you were in it? And how was that phase like for you? Tolerating and going downhill. You start. Answer first, actually. Let's, let's have sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I think, looking back, for me, the... I definitely resonate with the with the with the parts the downhill parts where mm. I just began to see where effort just began began to drop, um, mm. because we both knew that things we, we would normally do, right? We just would not do them. So like, something as simple as, you know, I I miss a call, right? But it's like very late. Yeah, I don't call to text back and say, "Well, I'm going to bed." I just go to bed. Mm. Right, and vice versa. Actually, no, not vice versa. I'm not going to speak about vice versa. I'm just going to speak about myself. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe it's like there's an argument. I'm normally somebody who I don't delay conflict. I and do not delay, like, I can't delay okay. conflict. We solve conflicts when it happens. Mm. If leave it longer, it's multiplying. And I honestly cannot function with something in my head. Like, no, let's address this. Mm. And that's when I realized, like, is I, that, that's when I realized like I can't be with somebody who is not the same. I was gonna say it just yeah. means that one one person is just doing what they're not comfortable with. Because some mm. people are okay with like sleeping on something and, and attacking it like the next day, right? Mm. But it just means that if I'm if I'm with that person, then I'm gonna make life harder for them because because mm. I'm making them talk at the point where they don't want to talk, right? And, just to interject and, here, like, so where does, um, cause obviously you're not going to ever find, and we're not going to find people that are exactly like us. And so this is where compromise comes in. So are you now saying this is one of the things that, cause we're also talking about moving forward. So are you saying, is yes, that, is it a value of mine? Yes. Yeah. I've, delaying conflict is some, is something that I, not delaying conflict is something important to me that I, I must find in somebody. Yes. If that's what your question is. Yes. And you're not going to compromise on that. Like, so unlikely. Uh, interesting. All right, carry on. I, and I say that because <laughs> for the most part, I'm not trying to speak good at myself, but I think one of my traits is I don't think when I'm in a relationship, I, there's a lot of things I can easily overlook. Mm-hmm. Right? Easily overlook. Like, they don't stress me. Mm-hmm. I'm not a jealous type. I don't really... Like, there's a lot of things I easily overlook. There's a lot of things that my exes have said they want to do. I'm like, fine. I don't, I don't stress about things. Mm-hmm. But when there's problems going on, I cannot act like there's no problem going on. <laughs> I can't. I, I can't put a smiley face on my text, knowing mm. that in my heart I'm not smiling. Right, mm. mm. like, bro. Like any anything that makes me feel like fraudulent, I can't do. I told you about this story when I was teaching in in um, in, in um, during my PhD. Mm. Right, people find like, but it's not that deep. For me, it was deep. I remember one day I was I was I was I was, teaching, I was sitting in a class about um, I think it was a, it was a management topic and I was mm-hmm. I was talking I was sitting them what I was talking to them made sense right they enjoyed it but I just felt like I knew deep down that what I was saying to the students in class second years mm-hmm. I had not experienced it I could only tell a good story of the life 
that mm. I was talking about in the business world. But I've not experienced it. But I didn't like that thing because I felt like a fraud. And, and the next semester, I didn't take that. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. I, I, I didn't. Oh my God. You, right? sound, you sound like my housemates. Anyways, okay, so, so my point is the same thing applies to me in conflict. Like if there's a problem we're facing, mm. right? I know some things are too big to tackle in the, in the moment. So in the, yeah. some topics are too big. Like it's too late. We can't talk about it today. Maybe we're going, I get, no, I don't mean that. But, okay. it's, so, but it's, some people like that just cannot. Regardless of what it is, they just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. So anyway, back to being downhill. So that's my experience of things going down. Just knowing that I was, I was willing to accept conflicts being delayed. Mm. Right. That's when I'm like, something has gone wrong, right? Something yeah. my, if my fundamentals are no more fundamental in, <laughs> then you know yeah it's gone downhill yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah um so i i'm thinking about this and i feel like because in 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 my case it was a lengthy sort of like relationship and i feel like this point I, it was almost like a point of multiple cycles where within that period there was there were money there were many like honeymoon phases mini honeymoon phases and then mini comfortable phases and then sort of like mini you know, um, compromises and downhill phases within, there was almost like, it's never really a straight line. It was just up and down. And so, although in, if you're counting, it's like quantity wise, it's just one. I feel like I've gone through that so many times. So it's just like, right now I'm just thinking like, I don't have the energy for that, which is why as early as possible, I won't say that I'm too picky or too choosy, but there's just certain things that I would say that, but go on. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they're just certain things for me that are that are leading indicators for a lot more other things and i would tend to try to source them out early on to minimize the chances of that downhill effect is what i would say just because i've been through multiple phases although it was with one person um and i've experimented with you know identifying something that i know can be a potential thing um but in the world generally what it's do you mean not- by that <clears throat> Okay, just like you, for example, you're saying you can compromise on a lot of other things, but when it comes to this conflict thing, you wouldn't, right? I think yeah. for me, and someone else might hear you say that and they're like, oh no, but conflicts are small things, I can deal with that. So I'm just saying, there's some things that everybody else might identify as a yellow flag in that sense. But for mm-hmm. me, it's more of an orange flag in that sense. But then I'm like, okay, let me take on everybody's lens and then you know, view it as just a yellow flag. Maybe I already have my bias coming in, but I feel like I've... I've done so many experiments to prove that this thing that is trivial to everybody else, but it's important to me. For me, I would always have to optimize on that because it's, it, it always creates potential. That like, actually, let me put my thoughts together. I'm just saying there's certain things that don't mean as much to most people. But for me, early on, even from when I'm talking to you, I can sense it. It means a lot. It means a lot. And yeah. so, although to you, yeah, if I, even if I bring it up to you and say, oh, this is why I don't think we can continue in your head, it's not a rational enough reason. Yeah, for you, it's like, yeah, for you, yeah, it's like, yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah. For me, for me, that's already evidence that, you know what, it's like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just, <laughs> I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, um I do. Yeah, I do. so, 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 Faith? yeah, exactly. So, Faith, you, what do you think and your own opinion as well? So, yeah, downhill um, intolerance. Yeah. Thank you. Downhill intolerance. Um, what would I do differently this time? No, I mean, we don't want you to be there again, girl. I don't want that anymore. Amen. Amen. Um, so just speaking retrospectively yeah. about the past, how, how was I that think... like? Like, how did you manage that downhill period? And did you, you even know what's happening when it was happening as well? And, what do, and also, what, what do you tolerate? 
so many questions in there. <laughs> yeah, so many. Okay, I'll try and, and then ask me as I, if I don't answer them. So, so going back now, I, I definitely knew, knew it was going downhill because of the way that it started mm. and the fact that it wasn't defined. I knew it was mm. going to go downhill, but I was being optimistic about it. Like mm. I said in the beginning, he was saying things, but I was like, oh no, you don't mean it. So eventually it was going to go downhill. So that was one. How did I navigate it? I think I just had to be like, I had to put, we both had to put our foot down and be like, okay, this is, this isn't working. It's draining us emotionally. Mm. Why are we, why mm. are we still in this space? Mm. And, I, and although it was painful, it, it had to be done. Um, and I think for me, um, like you guys have given your own examples. For me, it was just clean, cold turkey. Bye, bye. Like there was no, there was no, yeah, emotional. It was emotional, but it just had to be done. And that was, that was the downhill process. And there was another question you asked me, what can I tolerate? Yeah. So what do you think I tolerate? Like maybe in the next one that would, that, that you feel like would not yeah yeah and i was going to maybe refine the question a bit which is maybe what yeah maybe what's something that for someone else it's maybe a red flag just like this decision i described but for you it's yeah you can kind of like roll with it because it's not like a big deal for you oh and it's like it has to be a personality trait or I I would for me, that. Yeah, let me let me, let me yeah. my, my example is wild, but let me give you an example. Let, um, let's hear it. Let's hear it. A red flag for somebody, but, but for me, does I don't care about that, right? Okay. Well, me, yeah, or, or the asking. other way around, or the other way around, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, right. Yeah. It's a red flag for someone that you don't care about. Okay, we already we already know what your red flag is that someone else might not care about. So yes, yeah, so a red flag for someone else that you might not care about. Yeah. Actually, I don't even know my answer to that question is. So I'll think while you're answering. Go for it. Wait, just let me clarify. The question is a red flag for me that, that isn't one for somebody else. Or where, where do you know that for one? others? Okay, where, okay, for others yeah. that is for me. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. I, I think I I, I said I, I don't think I have one for that. Exactly. Um, um, <laughs> let me see. Where Yeah, same. None, none is coming to my head. I think, I think red flag for me is a similar like how do you take off your toenails, girl? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> nah, no. <nah>. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, jokes. I was, I, was, I was playing a joke on uh, that artist. What's that guy's name that made that? That okay. I'm, I'm not going to go into that. That's a bit um, yeah. off topic. Yeah. Um, um, that, that's actually very. Int- I don't know. Like, is is it that it's uh, on net like difficult question, or it's just not a question that really has any clear answer? No, it has sense? clear answers, but it requires thought. Except for somebody who has this thing oh, on yeah. paper. On paper, that you already like seen go through it, every morning. Yeah, yeah. You're like, like I'm reading the punch. You know. <laughs> it's, I think it's it's, it's it's really one of those ones where it's easier to answer on behalf of someone else because obviously you know yourself and the things you're not going to accept. Like for some people, like uh, the person's faith isn't necessarily like a big deal. Um, and as long as you believe in something, you know, for some people that's like, you know, fine. For me, it's not, it's a, I would even, like, for, the conversation can't really go anywhere from that point because it also influences a lot of other things for me and stuff. But then I'm trying to think if the person checks that box, what's another box that might be an issue for me? Um, mm. I mean, it's about sorry for going. Yeah, I was just thinking. I was literally having a deep thought as to what mine would be, and I feel like mine would be someone who, like, I don't know how to say this. In the, someone who either takes life too seriously, or someone who um is very someone. Yeah, I think just someone who takes life too seriously. But I just can't. I don't know if when I can't be ex- explain that. That's a bit. It could, it could be it's, okay, yeah, I get you. It's quite broad, but like, 
So do the you mean just, do you mean like in terms of they just don't joke, they can't laugh, or they're just too serious about their plans for life? Too serious about their plans for life is exactly what it is. Too serious about their plans for life. I just can't. I can't. I just it's just not my thing because I I can get it. Be serious. Thank God I broke that down because I was expecting it. <laughs> No, actually, to be fair, as as you break yes, it down, I, as you break it down, I, I can relate to that. Like for me, just it's, yeah. it's not, and obviously, I think it's more. You're more like I don't wait. Know if so, it, so, so before yeah. you go on, can can yeah. give us an example of this? Yeah, why are you asking me to give an example? <laughs> just like how that might look like in in reality. So like, don't ask too serious about life. Yeah. What might they do or say? What are the, like characteristics? Let's call them John. I, okay, not John, because we know it's John. That'll be odd. Yeah. Let's call them. Can, can I give one that I think it is, and then you maybe tell me if it's wrong or not? Okay. Okay. Sort of like when it comes to like maybe things like career, they're always optimizing. I use my favorite word, but they're always optimizing for like just climbing that ladder, right? And so, you know, trying to service that that desire. So ah. you understand. So, for example, a typical a typical scenario. Let's even scale it back to school. Like you know, they're the kind of person that if you finish uni and they ask you what you want to do and you're like i'm not really sure still flirting around and all of those things and they ask you about a master's and you're like maybe maybe not their reaction is not okay to each their own their reaction is almost like visceral like oh my god like you know why don't you know what you want to do like don't you seem to do this thing all the time what if you say you don't want to do nyc i'm using easy examples because everyone can relate to that maybe like they've done nyc and you haven't and you're about to go and you're hesitating about doing it and for them it's like ah what if you want to become president later so how do you draw a line between those people and, and ambition uh-huh. They don't, for me, they don't take a break. Like, it's just go, 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 go. And they don't see failures as a reset to rethink. They just, and I don't know, it's just mm. a personality. It's an mm. over. Mm. And I, it's not yeah. my thing because I do like to play. Yeah. I do. And <laughs> if I just can't, if I can't find someone that, being ambitious is a great thing. Mm. But if you're climbing up the ladder and you're literally using people, dragging people, that, that whole mindset. Yeah. Uh, like at, at all costs. Yeah, at all costs, yeah. type piece, not yeah. for me. Uh, uh. You know, as I, I, there's so many people's faces that are popping into my head, popping right? in, and I just, I don't like. Some some girls might actually do um like that, they and it may not that. be a red flag to them at all. They exactly. enjoy that. They like yeah. the, it's power. The find it seductive, mm. but just not for me. If anything, it puts me very completely off. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I get that. I get that. I get that. So in this cycle, we're going through. Um, mm. we're now at the breakup phase, um, mm. and this is where, you know the part that leads leads us to where we both began right as strangers mm. and the sad thing is somebody will move on and find somebody new while somebody hasn't found somebody new yet it's always there's never that equal finding new ratio someone who does it first um but like let's but... let's talk about fair <laughs> enough. yeah let's talk about two things mm. one is the breakup to break up and the breakup to remain friends now I think to break up to remain friends, I've already given my thought on that on the previous episode. But Faith, what do you think about the breakup to remain friends? Before we talk about the breakup to break up and how that breakup can be clean.
breakout to remain friends has never worked for me and i don't i wouldn't necessarily advise it but then again it depends on how you guys broke up and the reason why you did mm-hmm. i think there are like some prerequisites to remain friends after a breakup but for me personally i just don't see it because the the, the reason why you guys started off in the beginning was because you shared some mutual affection on certain things you, there was a friendship basically mm-hmm. and that friendship could be having built on liking the same songs or finding the same jokes funny or liking the same music so if you say break up to remain friends i'm thinking well how do you navigate that because like in friendship you would enjoy those mutual things together so how do you not, not escalate to the point where you're now feeling those feelings again it's just heartbreaking mm-hmm. and i think it can be avoided do you get what i mean so like but then there's also another angle of them being friends before not seeing anything completely in each other and then eventually they find themselves attractive. Mm-hmm. So if they break up and they don't want to lose the friendship, I can understand how they, because they had that basis where they were friends without any mutual affection or attraction, I think they can, not easily, but you can see how they can fight. Okay, let's be friends. We were friends before this. We can be friends again. But for me personally, overall, I don't I don't, I don't, do it. So, are, I you, just think so it are you guys okay with the fact that your exes or past relationships whatever the term is we're friends with yeah, exes you know like um strangers now like oh, okay. they're like people i have to make peace with it it's just it's it is what it is it's, it's for me it was like it's life like granted that person has their was their own entity and they came in with their own like um they added their own source to my to my life i mm-hmm. get that but i think there's like seven billion people in the world yeah i can find something that will optimize my life as much as do, do you think well. you've met the person you would marry <laughs> Hey. I don't think so, no. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that, so there's this... Toby, answer uh, the question, please, before you continue. What question? <laughs> like, do I think I've met the person I'm marrying? Yeah. Who? Like, let's, let's, let's define met. Like, you do know... Do you think the person you, you are going to marry... Has, come, has, has entered my life already? Right. Yeah. Do, do you already know they exist? Ah. Do you know why it's difficult to answer this question? <laughs> Um, because because it, it could be that it could be I can have, I can have an idea of the person being the one right um, no 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 so, idea then no the person then, no. no you don't think so no that's interesting you said so my no. m- my answer for the last three years was yes was always I think so so that's why I wanted that's why I wanted to share this this story that you did make me share because you wanted me to answer first but it's about optimal stopping like so it's a it's a computer science. What? <laughs> So um, it was from a book called um, the um, algorithms to live by. What's up to you and odd words that start with O and P? <laughs> Can you Let's just Toby live. Toby, I'm on your side. Ah, thank you, <laughs> thank you, live. thank you, thank you. I'm listening. You learn something new every day. Exactly. So, <laughs> so, the, so the optimal stopping problem, if I can remember properly, is um, e- the computers use it to like search for stuff, right? So when you want to find the optimal solution for something. Like how do you want to expend all your resources just looking for that perfect thing? Or at what point have you found something that is close enough that would check enough of the boxes? And that's the CPU, right? Yeah, exactly. Now, um, this person applied it to like friendships or like finding someone to choose to hire or someone to be in a relationship with that you need to, there's a certain ratio of what you need to search for. And then at some point you, if the next one you meet is not as good as the previous one. Then you go back to the previous one and settle there because that's like your optimum sort of like, you know, yeah. that's the optimal yeah. stopping point. So I think in that regard, if we're using optimal stopping points in this situation, I do think I've met one or two people that could potentially be the one, right? But again, it's like, 
there might be something in front. But like, if, if I had to choose from everybody I've met before, if you're asking me to choose from everybody I've met before, is that someone I'll pick and then say, okay, this is this is the one. Yeah, I think I, I have met like, you know, one or two that, you know, that could potentially be it, right? Mm. So that's I think I'm the saying. only reason why, I think the the the, the uh, allegory you gave was precise because I think even Logan Yuri, who is the author of How to Not Die Alone, also yeah. gave a similar allegory about mm. if you're 28, 29, Mm. And you feel like you've gone through several relationships. If you get a point where, where you're going through relationships, but people you're meeting are not as good as the others, it probably means you've reached your peak. So you yeah. can't mm. be, you you can't be too romantically ambitious yeah. anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. sorry, but your bubble guys, you fall in that category. <laughs> it's, yeah, I like how um, you didn't say settle. You just say romantically ambitious. Yeah. <laughs> 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 he, he didn't use the word settle, but yeah. Um, um, what was I gonna say? Crap. It's gone. The breakup friends. Yes. Yes. So yeah. I think the breakup friends thing, I think I'm glad you said that, Faith. I think I, I'm not going to say what I said. As I, I already said that clearly in the last episode. I don't really believe. I mean, not that I don't believe it. I know why people ask for friendship. But for me, it's a coping mechanism. It's not for anything <laughs> to be productive. And yeah. it makes sense. But would I do it? Not really. Mm. Yeah, what I was going to say was, and when I mentioned that I met a person that I think I'll marry, it was, even though I had those ideas, it wasn't as if I had any data for it. It's just like yeah, a feeling. Exactly. So that's. But I was yeah. also like using the idea, like, okay, if I'm 27, 26, mm. what's the like, likelihood? Yeah. What's the likelihood? Likelihood is probably 40%. So I'll go with mm. numbers, right? Mm. Um, mm. But, you know, I might be wrong. Um, <laughs> I might be wrong. Yeah. Given so, yeah, I might be wrong. I won't disclose too much. But. So so on, on this sort of like friendship after I know initially in the first like three relationships we happened like very early for me. And by early I mean like, you know, sixteen, seventeen. Like I think I always prided myself in saying, Oh, like even after I broke we me and these people broke. Yeah, it, it, it used to be like a like a badge. A, yeah, like okay. a badge of honor. Yeah, like a very, yeah. very solidified um <laughs> A very solidified like stamp you can raise on your shoulder, yeah. like you know, I can be friends with my ex. I'm yeah. mature. Yeah. I think I had exactly. that one phase. Yeah. Boy, was yeah. I stupid. <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't say there's stupidity in there because I think it's also a factor of the the age and when it was happening, right? Like if you're 30, like I feel like we're actually this might not even make that much sense, but I'm just saying, like early on when you're 16, 17, like the relationship itself and what you were defining as a relationship, I don't think was that in depth enough for it's ending and then it not being possible to stay friends. Cause for me mm. in those days, yeah. But I think the older you get and the more these commitments become like take deeper roots, like, yeah, it, staying friends is just like an unnecessary complication. And I learned that a bit the hard way, but to be fair, like you said, it was a coping mechanism for me. Like I didn't, I didn't imagine a world where me and this person will be friends like for well, life. Yeah. For mm. me, the, the friendship was just like, you're trying to push me out of your life, but let me, stay on this friend ladder because i'm still hoping you would change your mind that was like and i was very i won't say i was i was honest like that was what i was doing like i knew what i was doing and that's the reason i was doing for it and when i now found out that you know the person like it was almost like a dead end or i i i felt my i felt myself losing myself in that situation where i'm like you're then being this person that is not really you because you're trying to meander your way around the situation to still stay friends with the person I think I was able to like come correct and just realize that, you know what, this is, this is sort of like it in that sense. Um, and yeah, like 
I'll say they were better. I mean, we'll probably get into this, but you know how you then choose to end things, right? Because yeah, which is my next point as well. Um, yeah, because I'm thinking um, with, so, <laughs> so with the breakups, right? Yeah. Given that well, we are hoping that each cycle is the least cycle we, we have to take in life. Mm-hmm. Um, but every, each one of us has had, and hopefully the last time. And I'm saying last time because obviously I know everyone on this call, on this chat, on this conversation wants to progress towards something like a partnership marriage, right? Mm-hmm. So you guys listening may not be in that category, but for us talking about we're in that category, hence why I said it last time. But I think like how, how you break up is almost as important as the breakup itself mm. um, because it kind of like depend, it kind of like manages the hurt for you at the moment, but also helps manage how, how they go into that stranger mode, which is the grief relationship, <laughs> but also probably sets you up for the next relationship in terms of how closure is obtained, if the reasons why you've broken up is obtained, et cetera, mm. right? So I thought maybe we should can use this rest of, the episode, or rest of the conversation to talk about, you know, what ways do we think are, we can make a breakup worse, that, no, better than it needs to be? Right, what ways, even if the cycle is going to happen, where we, mm. go from, where we go from stranger to stranger, how can we lessen that end, that last part? Yeah. So, right. And I took some. But how can we. Yeah, go on. How can we lessen. So, what do you mean, lessen the like hurt of the breakup? Is that what you mean not when the, you say lessen? Not the hurt, but lessen. I probably use the wrong word just to. How can we make. Dampen. The, the how effect. can we make the breakup not as worse as it needs to be? Right, because some breakups can be, let's say, they can be a scale of nine. Because let's say they've figured out that one person has some values that the other person doesn't want. But sometimes they can break up in a way whereby they're breaking up as if the scale is on a 12. As if somebody has, has stolen money from them and has cheated on them for five years. Yeah. Right. So my point is some breakups actually are more intense than, than they need to be because of the way they end but yet because because of how they end we take that ending into the future so for example let me give you let me give you an example my, my last breakup was went like this we had a i'll say a four-hour conversation mm. at, at the start of the conversation we knew we we're breaking up at the start we spoke for four hours and the four hours was a condition about a lot of things, about reflecting, about thinking again, about talking about next plans, about being sad, about silence. It was a long conversation, if not maybe four or five, I believe. But even though some argument probably led to that break, led to that breakup, it could have ended at a point where we argued to the breakup. And that means that my memory of that breakup would have been a lot worse if we argued all the way to breaking up. Mm. But since we had a conversation that was so long and stretched, the the end how we ended did not impact my hurt in a a way more than needed to impact it. Mm. Does that make sense, Faith? Yeah. So I guess I'm just saying, how can we manage unnecessary hurts that we don't need to get from breakups? Mm. Because they're already hurtful. But sometimes some people... The way I'm even 
Yeah. The way I'm even thinking about it, though, like, first of all, breakups are painful regardless, depending, regardless whether you dated on this and they're painful. Mm. But I guess it will now depend on the maturity of both people. Like, if it depends on the maturity, yeah, like, how well they handle life, like, just the maturity, I guess. Okay, so, so, so I found a, um, because I remember I, I wrote this down a long time ago when I was, when we were talking about ghosts and I believe. Maybe it wasn't good. I can't remember. Something else. Mm-hmm. But I found a resource online. Um, School of Life wrote a, an article on this. And it spoke about how there's certain things that we need to be watchful for when we end a relationship to make it easier or not as hard as it needs to be. And yeah. they mentioned that one thing that people do that, should, that they don't have to do is they linger. All right? Yeah. Is that they, at a certain point, you kind of already know like like edition has been taken right but you how how i put it so okay so imagine like you've already pre-booked um some holiday plans or there's Mm. a birthday coming up right but before then you already just know that this is not going to happen but you just want to wait till that thing ends Mm. like so like you linger you like you already know you must leave i see you already must leave Right, but like you don't want to upset plans that are already existing, so you just linger your way through. So they say, like doing that kind of thing, for example, can make it worse than it needs to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair point. But you know, to be fair, I feel like it, that's why the point Faith said about maturity is also important, and in, in the sense that sometimes one other person can make it also difficult for the other person that wants to break up to like not linger, in the sense that. You know, in a perfect world, someone says and, you know, it starts to feel this feeling of wanting to end things and the person brings up the conversation and you on the receiving end take that and agree and, you know, you guys have a conversation about it. Or, and it's one one person can say they want to break up and the other person takes that and gets very, like, angry and whatnot. And for the other mm-hmm. person, it just makes the decision a lot easier. But then there's you saying you want to break up with the person and then things actually becoming better in that period where you're trying to exit, but the person is not making it easy because usually it's easier to beat a dead dog. Like, you know. Yeah, but it doesn't matter though. And let me know if I'm wrong, Faith, because when you decide something, if you want to break up, particularly as a, as a woman, like, I think when, when women know they're done, they're done. Yeah. Right? And in my experience. Yeah. And, yeah. and yeah. even if you're a guy, if you know you're done, you're so, done. But even if you tell somebody... Even you tell them you want to break up, whatever, whatever, and they have, and they're not taking it in the way you want to. I don't think it matters. I, I that's that's where I disagree in the sense that like, except the person has a strong resolve of this. Like again, they could have already decided that's what they've decided, but then their actions might not match because they're like, okay, I know I don't want to be this person anymore, but it's not like I, I want to hurt. Toby. Faith, you uh, understand? I, I, maybe you can help. Okay, me I, out. yeah. No, no, I'm processing. I'm processing everything that's being said. Um. But I, I have to agree with Wally. I think that if you if I'm done, yeah, emotionally, mentally, and I tell that to someone, I don't know if I'm responsible for how the person takes it, yeah, and how they receive it, and what happens after that. Exactly. And what you can do is help mm. manage how. But what it's if? But but, yeah, would, no, yeah. no, but what what happens if like your your lives are already like intertwined in a kind of way? So you saying it is is the beginning of the unwinding process. And then the length of that unwinding process now de- depends on, I guess, how well the person, if the person thinks you saying it means you're done, if they still think they can change your mind. I don't know if you get what I mean, right? But it depends on, on how you communicate. Okay. 
I mean, I get what you're saying, yeah. but because because you know, it sounds like you're talking about, about a crazy person. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I get it, and it plays yeah. out a lot of the times. Yeah. You might you might tell someone they were like. Like you said, the beginning of the unwinding process, like, oh, maybe I can do this to change this. Maybe she's change her mind and everything. But I feel like if the person that is doing the breakup is adamant, eventually the person, the other person will get the message. And so that's what I'm saying. So I'm saying like, are we saying that everybody reaches the point of that breakup and then stays in that adamant situation? Now, aren't people necessarily still unsure? Sometimes they might be communicating they want to break up and maybe mm-hmm. they're just 60% sure. Right. And yeah. Okay. I mean, so yeah. let me for give me, you. Breaking, yeah. Yeah. Let me give you guys a, a again. Let me give you guys some some reasons why that case that scenario should not happen. One, if you are somebody who you're breaking up, right, mm-hmm. and you have this, you think you have to break up nicely. Yeah. Right. That is harmful because yeah. you are creating a misplaced idea that you have to be nice. Right. But in, in fact, you don't have to have glorious words. You don't have to have words that are nice. You just have to give them the basic information that they need to know while you're breaking up, mm. right? Because when you're nice, you're, you're even making them more confused, yeah. right? Which is why, bro, I've been, I've been told by some, some girls will be tender when they've told me they don't want to be with you, right? Like when, like, like when I was a lot younger. Yeah. And I'm thinking, what's going on, right? So mm-hmm. there's that part. There's also like some people don't want to, you know, what's the word like they, they don't want to be direct mm-hmm. you know like you want to make a clean sharp yeah point you know but if you tell them if you're direct if you let them know you clear if you don't if you don't put hints of of getting back together if you don't say yes, oh maybe i get that if you don't say that, like oh and, and what if you change or if you no, change i know if you, i know i know well wait, wait, wait let me pause you i'm just saying that so are we are we saying there's no situation where somebody is like thinking about they're not sure yes but like they're leaning towards breaking up and they've now brought up that conversation when they've not reached that decision i think right? that's I think, okay. yeah i was gonna say okay. if they're bringing i wouldn't bring up the conversation as we're breaking up i'll bring the conversation as these are problems and i'm thinking about it i'll make it clear that that is what it is as opposed to why i'm ending things mm-hmm. is when i reach a hundred percent i'm done yeah yeah so we're speaking 100 percent. yeah okay exactly. yeah. that's how that's how i was trying to clear things like okay sure if it's 100 yeah. percent done okay then yeah but yeah i'm just saying in reality it's never that straightforward like not everybody yeah yeah which is that and honestly i'll say like one thing that we did as well when we broke up during during that far conversation was we spoke a lot about why why it didn't work out like mm-hmm. we spoke frankly about why it didn't work out and i i i, I also spoke about things that i thought you know, wasn't helpful. Yeah. You know, like we explored ways whereby, you know, we could have improved and changed. We even spoke mm-hmm. about what we might do differently in the next one. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't go into that chat thinking this is, this is a PowerPoint. Let's discuss this. <laughs> no, but I'm just Break saying like, up. yeah, we just had this, at the start of the conversation, we, we had, this was, this, we knew this was, this was over. Mm-hmm. Right. But we had this long conversation on, everything else yeah and that's a mature thing yeah yeah but i had a question and i don't know if you finished your thought Wally. um but before i I just wanted to mention throwing in here about like closure because it seems like you guys got closure but not everyone has that opportunity to get closure so what happens when there's a break up without closure yeah because i personally think closure is overrated to be honest like i can see how it can help sometimes but i feel like it's it's not overrated I, I well, it, it, is. it is. No, see, closure? so it is. yes, yes. So no, as in closure that requires the other person 
is, yeah, is exactly yeah do you get so because yeah. both of you had closure like you both reached that point of closure together but there's a point where yeah. you're on your own like you're just on your own in that but if you're still seeking closure from that person it, like the person's not ready to give you that closure that you want so what now yeah. then happens so that's what i'm saying yeah yeah, yeah and, and i'm saying that that is hard like that must be hard because yeah it is oh that's that's particularly, that's. <laughs> if you've shared something for so long and sometimes like some people just need explanations to know why I think the, the hardest part about breaking up without closure is just not knowing why. Because, yeah. why? because like, I, it, it's not about trying to change. But I feel like you have an idea, though. Exactly. Like, I feel like you would have an idea that you wouldn't need closure to tell you. Yeah. And I feel like if you have an idea, then it's, it's, it's a good enough place to start. Exactly. So I feel like, like exactly. I feel mm. like people, people, that's why we, we use the word overrated. Like, so people define closure as this certain thing that you need to know exactly why and that why needs to come from the other person or you need to to confirm the reasons that you think it was Mm. it right and again your reasons could be wrong but again i think the point of closure is not necessarily to get an exact answer and know when somebody asks you point blank this is what because again the person can give you even you you might get closure that seems fake and the funny thing about it is that if you force closure out where the person hasn't really processed it to give you closure yeah you will get the answer and you still not feel you will not feel fulfilled that you've gotten the answer. Because again, it's like you already, which goes back to the point is that you already kind of like know. So what you want to do is confirm and hear from the person. person. But when the person doesn't confirm what you thought it was, then your head is still unsettled. And then you now keep like, you know, being the weird person that just hangs around that doesn't just get the message. Um, To be fair, like it's not easy. And um, I'm speaking, I'm speaking on this from both sides. And I think I eventually had to find closure um, on my own in the sense that like, there there were multiple breakpoints. There were like there were so many times when it should have ended and it didn't and there was just lingering, partly because of my faults. I didn't want to let go and all of those things. And then eventually it kinda like got a bit messy. Um and then it was it was a very weird, weird like break, like you know, someone coming into your office and just downloading their own part of it and walking away without giving you a response or giving you a chance to like reply. Yeah. Um and maybe in the past you would have as the person was walking out of the door, you'd have followed the person to try and address things. But you two were at that point where you're like, you know what? Like, if you're not going to wait for a conversation, then I'm not going to chase after because that's really how we got to yeah. this place before. Um, but, you know, just to lean on the faith side, I think I was then in church like, you know, a month or six months or six months later, no, a month or like six weeks later. And it just popped up in my head that, okay, like reach out, um, but not to try and change anything, but to try and like offer some sense of like, resting but then also be comfortable with the fact that that might not happen so That's essentially okay. my email or the message i sent was hey like mom with an email fair play yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, because oh no because we're blocked everywhere now we're blocked everywhere already so there was no there was no other way oh, to get it oh and old school and yeah. email yeah. okay yeah <laughs> so you know wrote the subject line wrote it and essentially the, the, the same conversation that you question had, what was the yeah. citation was it dear X. No, it was um I, I can hey. I can source it. I think it was high. Hi. I think Oof, it was high. Okay. If it's not dear then, then No, it yeah. was high. But but the content of the email was kind of like me doing what you did on that final call, right? Which is I did it and just acted like the person was also doing it as well and just walk through the whole thing and just, you know. Again, let me tell you that the final call was not like a conscious choice. It just happened yeah, yeah, yeah. to be that way. That way, yeah. yeah. But, but I'm saying this to be like, like there's a way to find closure on your own because it's really, mo- yeah. the closure bit is actually not about what the person says, but about you processing what has happened. That's what closure is. It's not about 
someone validating your feelings, right? I think people mistake that sometimes. So essentially that email was also therapy for me because I just, I wrote down everything I was feeling. I yeah. didn't, I didn't focus on the fight or anything. I focused on everything and how it built up pretty much. And then I ended in saying, look, like it'd be great to meet up for coffee and just like let things lie. But I understand if you don't feel like that's a good idea. And, you know, sent that in and the person replied like, you know, two or three hours later with a very short and simple, you know, yep. thank you for everything. It was great, but I don't think it's a great idea. Still not feeling, you know, in that place. And I didn't respond to that. I just let it, there's no need to go back and forth. Yeah. It's just, it's just there. Um, but there's, yeah. there's, there's a power in writing things down. And maybe for anybody, there's something I started doing two weeks ago mm. or last week. Um, maybe people can try as well is whenever I'm having moments where I'm down, so I started doing this two weeks ago. I stored my name, my number on my WhatsApp, stored my <laughs> number on, on my phone, and I chat to myself. Mm. It sounds batshit crazy, I know. <laughs> it doesn't actually. There are more people that do it than you think. Yeah. But, but, but I, I don't write a message to myself like, okay, this mm. is what you're feeling now. Don't worry, keep going. And I sent to myself, and as soon as I send it, it goes blue. <laughs> tick, tick blue. And I read it, and then put my phone down. And occasionally, <laughs> I, I, and I just see it up there, pinned. Yeah, for me, and it feels, feels different. There's there, there's this folder of notes on my iPhone that I actually don't I don't like going in there because it's like it's a, it's a very interesting place. Like, what do you store in that folder? Jesus Christ! No, no, it's the same thing. Like I, those seasons where um I was going through a lot of emotions and just asking myself questions because I didn't want to burden that on anybody else, which is another thing for another day. But they're just places where I was walking through my throat and just sure. pouring out those yeah. thoughts and yeah i think I, I reviewed this like maybe six months ago and i was like Phew. like yes you, th- yeah, yeah. <laughs> you thank god for growth and everything but you're like yeah, 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 yeah. this 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 was a place this was a mine, 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 mine i do i do them in um, voice, voice notes i record voice notes i respect that i record voice notes and i do it so if i'm whatever that whole period of healing because i'm in quote yeah voice notes and it's going back to listen to it now mm. i'm in such a different mindset so there were times where i was crying on the voice mm-hmm. notes times where i was happy on the voice notes so it could be like day 14 yeah i'm crying so i that would whole pay process, you 100 pounds to, to listen to those voice notes no way <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, the wale like we did do talk a lot, so you probably have an idea of what, what oh, in my good. voice notes. So okay, I'll, I'll pay you hundred pounds for our podcast yeah. to, to listen to those voice notes. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Um, no way. But as a wrap up, let me just yeah. think. Um, ask you guys like so from this stranger to stranger cycle that breaks us, breaks people sometimes. Mm. How do you think it's changed you? Obviously, you've all you both healed now. Thank God for that. Um, but how do you think it's changed you as people and in the hope that you won't get into a cycle again? And what do you think are the fundamental changes that you've experienced? And how long has that change taken to happen? <laughs> That's a lot of questions. I'll go first. But for that me, how it just No, it's like very... I asked one question like, 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 in like three different ways. But then I'm missing three different ways to answer. But Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, for me how it changed me i think it made me a bit more a bit m- more mature because mm. i said before i was very naive going to that i've never had a relationship like a proper boyfriend before mm. so that was my test run i like to think of it as that and i think it matured me how did it mature me it just made me be a lot more look out for the right things mm. and different things now um and um managing my emotions better because before looking back introspectively or retrospectively I could, I wasn't good at communicating and I can see how that led to that 
So now I'm a bit better because during that whole period, um, healing um, period, took some time to, you know, how do we communicate better? And um, so that's that's one. Um, and then there was a third one that you asked. How long? I remember what the third one. How long time. Time. How long did it take? Line. I would say about a year. It Oof. took a year for me to get there. Yeah, yeah. A year for me to be optimistic about the future, to acknowledge that these these are my faults and this is what I because when you break up, when I when it ended, it was all about this person, this person, this person, this person. But then I had to be like, okay, we faith. It takes two to tango. You had faults, mm. um, and my faith actually helped me with that, realizing mm. that okay, this is yeah, you 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 also had faults. You were naive in this area. You didn't give him patience in this area, etc. But um, yeah, it took me a year combined. Mm. A year. Yeah. Mm. So are you like? looking out for are, are you not looking at sorry are you now like um what's the word they use these days are you now like open to meeting people are you are you like yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. yeah like i it the mindset i had when it ended when the whole thing ended was i'm so open to someone now as a coping mechanism to peel from that hurt so my reason what, what, for being open then wasn't great but now I'm actually open, not but from a healed perspective, yeah. not to mask the pain, but more to just be like, you know what? It was a beautiful thing that was experienced despite all the ups and downs. Mm-hmm. And I want to experience that in a, in a healthier in a healthier way with someone else. So yeah. 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 As in like the exact answer for me, because when you were talking about the healing process and when you said a year, I was wondering what went on in between because like, was it like a year of nothingness? Because for me, definitely... I knew it's like when you know you're not supposed to do this, like give time between when you've ended something to really process. But your head, you're like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not in the mood of like to do this alone. But I think what I tried yeah. to do was just to be upfront with the people that I was talking to at that point in time. Like, like I'm, this is probably like too soon for me, but I'm just giving mm. a hand. So almost like give the person this is all the information you have. So if this goes south, you know, I kind of like set things up front. But yeah, I did that for like you know like three or four months, and then I was able to get to the point where like you know let's just take a break and really process these things and all of that and i think also about a year ish was when i think i i felt like i had healed and the evidence was me actually pursuing i think for guys it's a bit different because then you can then choose to actively pursue and i think the reason i was pursuing at that time was very like you know um it was genuine and it was because i was looking for something more and i felt like i was ready for something more um although that didn't progress for like reasons that I'm now like processing and also learning about and stuff. Um, there's also been like a more recent one, which is more like, it's tricky because as a guy, you think you're ready and then you kind of like, like make your intentions known. And then, you know, in your head, there's a perfect script of how that's supposed to go. And then the person kind of like, you know, shows you reality in the sense that, yeah, I like you and all of that, but you know, there are practical reasons why this might not make sense. And like, that kind of like leaves you in a very, so maybe let me answer the second question now of how has that, how has that changed me? I think I, it goes back to that practical point, right? I don't go into any of these situations with like emotions leading. Um, I think I've, I've gotten a lot more, like I never went into yeah. things with emotions leading, but now I've like, there's more resolve in not making that a thing. Um, and for me, if that even becomes like a point of contention at the start, that's just more evidence that, you know, we're not necessarily on that, on that wavelength together. So, and I've become more comfortable with the idea of, um, nothing happening in that sense, right? I think obviously being because in the relationship I was before it was like a long term relationship, right? So at that point in time, that was a person I was thinking about, and you know I already painted a future together. So I didn't imagine a future where I'll be back searching again. Now in the mm. in the period of now searching, 
I, you know, there was a lot of anxiety around this, like, oh my God, like I need to find someone because, you know, time is going at this point in your life. You weren't supposed to be like looking for someone and things like that. And there was anxiety around that. But I feel like I've now gotten to the next level where I'm like, I'm actively looking, I'm actively open, but not from a place of, oh my God, if this doesn't happen, like this is going to be weird. Absolutely, yeah. It's more like, you know what, if it happens, it's like an addition and I'm open to that. But if it doesn't happen, like there's still a full life to live. My mom might hear this and, you know, start praying, <laughs> <laughs> which I appreciate. But like, I'm just saying like, that's, I feel like that's where I am because I think also approaching a new season in that, like as a response to anxiety um, it's not fair on the person that, you know, is on the receiving end of that, particularly if they've like completely healed and things like that. So yeah, that's, that's how yeah. I'll put it. 100% echo. And that's a big one for me as well, because the reason why I wasn't willing to let go was because I thought, oh my God, I don't know, there's anxiety. Is it going to be better out there? Mm-hmm. But now actually, no, I'm, I'm fine. And if I do enter a open stage with someone, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work out. <laughs> The, the, it might work out with the next person and then that there's that ease exactly and um, going into into yeah. the into the dating world yeah mm-hmm. Mr. Darmi, Dr. Darmi, excuse me oh my god I'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> I didn't correct you so I don't know why I'm saying you're sorry um yeah I think this was one of those things where I've been thinking about a lot and questions and answers um, but I have new questions anyway so I think that's, that's always the main thing, to have new questions, not to have the same old questions. And if that's your progress. Um, I think, I've been thinking about this a lot, and I told you, like, this is something I talk about a lot, because for me, even though some things we've made so normal in the world, but I just look at them, and I just think, if I'm an alien, wouldn't I find this a bit weird that human beings go through this cycle? You know, of like, like you meet someone, you don't know them. You go through this emotional roller coaster of time, effort, investment, yeah. in, 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 in intersections of family, etc. And then boom, one day it doesn't work out. And then it's like that time yeah. never existed, but it did. But it doesn't reflect in the present anymore. It's, it's mad. It's mad. It's pretty... It's pretty much grief, right? Like it's, That's what I'm saying. It is, it is grief. A, like yeah. true breakups. Yeah. I grief. And now even, even me saying that makes me yeah. sad because you, you, you then think <laughs> about people that have grieved for you more than you've grieved for them. And, mm, and it's fair. just like, it's just very sad to think about because even though I've grieved for some mm. people, I know there's people that have grieved for me more than I've grieved for them. I just wonder, or rather you hope that their grief for you hasn't made them so changed that their life has mm-hmm. gone mm-hmm. in a direction without, because of you, but, but without you even knowing that that's happened. You know, it's mm. it's a very very scary thought, and I mean that from from bottom of my heart. It's a very very scary thought, and mm. I guess at this point, this conversation is just to ensure that well, help us, everyone <laughs> listening about ourselves, have less of these cycles, mm. and if we're having them, know that we are in it. Because I think if you know, if you know, if you know you're in something, it makes that thing a lot better, more controllable. The when, the when you don't know you're in something. So if I'm going through the honeymoon, I know I'm in the honeymoon and I'm enjoying it, but I'm aware that the honeymoon is going to end one day. <laughs> I'm going to get comfortable. Mm. And when I'm comfortable, I have two parts in front of me. I have that comfortable and use that to get closer, comfortable or, t- or taken for granted. Mm. And, if you, and if you go on part B, then you begin to tolerate things that you shouldn't probably can, or, you, or they begin to tolerate the things that you stop doing. Mm. And then you might go downhill and that's the start of a breakup again. Yeah. And those cycles, even if even if your your trajectory is not towards marriage, it's just a sad cycle. 
have and to. we don't want anybody sad, <laughs> right? We want, I wish happiness is not ideal. I'm, happiness 24 seven every day is not how life is for sure. Mm. But let's be mm. unhappy for new reasons, not for <laughs> the same old reasons. Mm. All right. that. Amen to that. Amen to that. It's Sunday today. <laughs> Let's just say amen to that. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, but Faith, before I let you go, I'm going to ask mm-hmm. a couple of quick um, fire questions. Ooh. From, uh, from, I always do Reddit, Reddit corner. Let's go. It's been a while, but, but that's because we have not had a guest. <laughs> we haven't had a guest. Yeah, that's true. Been... All right. So. Am I your first guest to share? Yeah, this season. Kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah Am I yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> question number one, quick fire questions. Right. I'm oh gonna ask God, you okay. ten or five. Okay. One, what toxic traits are you proud of? <laughs> How's that a quick fire question, my G? Like I do a deep question. Deep deep question. Deep? Like, any any question my that's toxic. Mm, okay. I uh, can be quite nonchalant sometimes. Mm. Okay. And yeah. What is something that, that society sees bad but you don't think is bad? Ah. <laughs> is that deep gender roles okay, okay. And how do you find out that somebody had a question on you Ooh. how do i find out how did you find out in the past oh, that someone had a question you on you an example they just they, they said it out like, like they just came yeah they just came out and said it what does everyone do but won't admit they listen to justin bieber <laughs> I admit that wholeheartedly, um, please. What makes what what made you one time instantly question someone's someone's intelligence? That someone is me, and I walked into a glass window, so I'm ah. gonna use. <laughs> no, no. And it was at it was at LSU, uh, the student union. Unfortunately, and people were around, so yeah. No, but it's, that was having a very clean. Yeah, yeah. No, those things can be clean to be fair. And I feel like it's just a it's always a moment of you know it's there, but you think of something else in a slight second and then you just walk into it. Because it happened to me yes. recently and yeah, it was, all right. It's quite embarrassing. Yeah, Two more to go. Yeah. What's one thing that you swear you saw or witnessed, but you have no proof about? Oh my gosh. I, I, Too hard? Fair nothing. enough. Okay, yeah, let me replace yeah. that. What hobby is an immediate red flag? Hobby. <laughs> What hope is an immediate red flag? <laughs> Break dancing. <laughs> <laughs> I know you don't mean that, but it's okay. Don't we break dances? I don't, don't break dances. No, I, oh, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. So it's fine. I don't. I, I do other things, but I do dance. Yeah, but unless you're Chris Brown, I don't see why you know? anyone, any male needs to be on the floor you know, doing that. It, it, it's so weird because if any other 30-year-old or 35-year-old person starts to break dance, we find it weird. But if it's like MJ Very doing French. it at 50 plus, we're like, oh yeah, like it's so nice. But anyways, double standards anyway. Well, yeah. What's the last Fi- Final question. What were you bullied for if you ever bullied? Hmm. Uh, my forehead, but I love it now. Oh, yeah. okay. They're not bullied, actually, more like teased. Teased, yeah, yeah teased. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Okay, I like that. That was a good, I love that. quick fire. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed cool. it. Some were quite tough. I did. Some were quite tough, but you came through. Proud yeah, of that. I don't know how any quick fire question can have like toxic as one of the words in there. Like, how is that? Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you need to re- revamp your list. Nah, yeah. I trust Faith's ability to think so quickly on her feet. <laughs> yes. I appreciate that. Yes, fair, it's fair, it's fair, it's but yeah, Faith, thank you so much um, for obviously. Thanks for having me. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. I did. Um, Deep questions. <laughs> cool. A lot of thinking. A lot of thinking. 
I love thinking, yeah, a lot of um, a lot. love laughs as well, a lot of questions. Um, but yeah, um, any last words for anyone listening who might be going through something in this cycle? Um, that you just Honestly, share? It, it, it just depends on where you are, boy. If you're going through a breakup, you guys, like, it's just... You, the end is there. And when I was going through mine, it was very hard to see how the end was going to be inside. But you're going to get over it and you're going to, yeah, there's, there's, there's light at the end of the tunnel to sound cliche. But yeah, just keep going and just keep healing and being intentional about that. And yeah. As I always say, as I always say sometimes cliche is equally true. So mm. cliche yeah. doesn't mean it's wrong. Sometimes cliche is cliche it's because it's true. true. Yeah. But yeah. thank you very much. That wraps it up. No worries. Thanks, Thanks guys. Gentlemen. Have a good week. Oh, before we go, wait. Faith, can you tell yes. everybody... Can you say the word TYP junkies? TYP junkies. Good. So Faith has said it, guys. So we, our campaign is still on. The what? Yellow Peel junkies. Um, survey is in the description. If you're here, like, I said it like a question. Yeah. <laughs> if TYP junkies, guys. If, if you're here listening, um, please check out the survey and fill it for us. Let's get to know you better, and you get a chance to win £25 Amazon voucher on the line. Ooh. About four weeks to go before we close the campaign. So please. Please, if you haven't filled the survey, please help us out in the description below. Faith, have a great week. Everybody listening. Thanks, guys. You have a great week. Take it easy. Bye. 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 And now, a personal note to you, our listeners, to you listening right now. Thank you for listening to this episode of the LOPO podcast. Now, we know that in our culture of 30 second content and quick sound bites, makes it really hard to pay attention to longer form discussions so regardless of what brought you here we are grateful for your time do give us a five-star rating and review if you like this episode also be sure to continue the conversation with your friends your family and your colleagues another way to support us is by subscribing to us on apple Podcasts, spotify google Podcasts, or wherever you're listening right now we release new episodes every monday but don't forget to follow us at the yellow pill pod on instagram and at yellow pill underscore pod on twitter to stay in touch with us during the week once again folks thank you for taking yellow pill with us today i'm your co-host wally as always and right next to me is toby and we both wish you the very best in the coming weeks till next time peace and love people peace and love